Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Israel. Uh, it's day five. Today is Wednesday. It happened Saturday morning. And that's how people in Israel are referring to this as day five. And my son-in-law is Israeli, which means my machatenim, his family, his parents, brother, cousins, aunts, uncles are all there. Uh, except for the aunt and uncle that are actually here. And the, uh, and, um, also what I consider to be my family, my cousins that I, I call my family, Zahavid and Meir and Libby and Aviv, and their extended family that I know for 30 years, and they spend every single summer with us, is also there. So I have family there, and even if I didn't, as a Jewish woman, as a Jewish girl who grew up into being a Jewish woman, I feel for Israel with my heart and soul. And uh, I have so many things that are swirling in my mind, but I just want to share some of the main ones, uh, because I wanted to take a few days to sort of settle in what I'm thinking, even though this is happening as a very human catastrophe. And it is Wednesday, and I'll be reporting this on the air, but in case you didn't get a chance to listen to the show, I found out from uh, Zezi this morning that uh, the people that came into Israel did not speak Arabic. Many of them spoke Farsi which means that they were Iranian. Also, it appears that this plan, uh, this attack was planned for a year and a half and very well thought out. Recently, there were protests on the other side of the fence in Gaza. They were largely ignored by the IDF because they were, they appeared to be relatively peaceful with signs. But in fact, looking back in retrospect, they now believe that bombs were planted during these protests that were set to detonate on Saturday morning, which is what blew up the fence. The, uh, the other thing is that a lot of them came in wearing IDF uniforms, which meant that that second and a half for an Israeli to not shoot them went by because they thought that they were, you know, obviously IDF. And so they were coming in with fake uniforms, and that's how they deceived a lot of people. So there was a lot of, obviously, deception. 
they believe there were about 500 uh, terrorists, true terrorists, Iranian terrorists, another 400 or so what they call Hamas uh, civilians that came in as well to loot and pillage and take people away and do things like that. So in, in all, a very organized operation. The missiles have started from Syria and Lebanon yesterday. So the northern front has been activated. 360,000 troops have been called back into active duty. And Israel is trying to play catch up with weapons and materials and food and supplies. And in fact, the entire country is mobilized. They are literally all cooking and bringing meals to units around the country because they're not getting the kind of hot food and sustenance and nutrition. They're probably living on bars. So on the ground, it's actually very bad today, Wednesday. And, uh, and in the meantime, there are funerals and shivas, which is the morning period of time. Tonight, Zezi is going. So on her street alone, uh, a beautiful 19-year-old named Eden was killed. She was killed at the party beautiful girl. I actually posted her picture on Facebook. That was their neighbor. And so Sunday morning was at a funeral and yesterday, day before was a shiva. But there's another woman very close to Zezi who is in on her street, a very close neighbor of hers, whose son was kidnapped in Gaza and nothing has been heard from him since. And they don't know how many people were captured, but they know that this young man was captured. And so tonight they are doing a circle vigil where they'll be singing. She's been sitting with the woman, with her, with the mother, every single night. And she organized, the neighborhood organized some kind of solidarity supporting showing to the family tonight. Uh, in the meantime, people are living in a state of suspension. Many people's jobs have been taken leave. There's no school in Israel this week so far. May years. A job has been given a leave for this week at a minimum. And so you're going to start to see a tremendous amount of repercussions and effects overall in society. So the entire country is focused on defending itself. But I want to say this. Yesterday, I got an email from on the purple, distinctive purple NYU, NYU letterhead. NYU is known for purple. And it was the NYU law letterhead with the flame in the middle of the logo. And it said, a letter from the president. So I read it because it said, NYU, a letter from the president, NYU law. And it wasn't the president of the university. It was somebody with a first name, Rina, Rina, R-Y-N-A, no last name. But apparently this person is the president of the student organization of NYU law students. And I, I am an alum of NYU law, class of 1984. And the column said, I stand 100% with the people of Palestine and 100% in support, in support of the activity that happened over the weekend. And it goes on and on and on. 
with propaganda and BS from this woman's point of view on NYU student letterhead and NYU law. And I have a number of things to say about that. First of all, it felt like a punch in the gut, number one. Uh, number two, I'm just a punch in the gut. Number two, NYU was an elite law school. And my second thought was this woman could become a judge one day. This woman could become a Supreme Court judge one day. And this is how this woman feels about this conflict. And then the third thought that I thought was, where have we lost our minds? Where have rationally, where have some rational people lost their minds to justify terrorism, which is what this was, in the service of a so-called political end? Now, we can quibble, and we will about the rightness or wrongness of Israeli policy. And I will tell you that if anybody was paying attention to Israel in the last months, 30 weeks, six months, they would have known that hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been flooding their own streets, protesting the policies of this prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. And among their protests, among their loudest shouts, were they did not like the way this Israeli government was dealing with the Palestinians and the West Bank. They did not like it from within, from a democratic country. And they were trying to change it. And if you talk to some Israelis, they were pessimistic about changing it, and others were very optimistic about changing it. They felt that ultimately those people would prevail. But they were doing it the way a peaceful, democratic society does it, change from within. How does anybody who sympathizes with the Palestinians right now justify terrorism in the name of their political goal, much less somebody who is on the way to becoming a lawyer from one of our most elite institutions? And this is by no means an anomaly. Apparently, Harvard University and 30 other schools and all the Ivy Leaks, what has happened? What has infected? What has infected our youth and our people to see this as anything other than terrorism. When has terrorism ever been used by rational people to justify a political end? Did they justify the killing of the assassination of, you name it, Gandhi, RFK, JFK, Yitzhak Rabin, the Red Brigade in Italy, you name it, whenever the Munich Olympics, whenever has terrorism by rational people, been used to justify achieving a political end. The people screaming in Times Square, you know, in my opinion, and it is my opinion, they are doing a great disservice to the Palestinian people who don't want to see this happen. And they are there. We haven't heard their voices. We've heard the loud, clamoring voices of other people. But you and I know that they are there. And they are here in this country. There are Palestinians who do not want to see the achievement of political ends by terrorism. Because reasonable people don't want to see babies decapitated. And old people and young people shot from their beds. Because that's not war. That's terrorism. So it felt like a punch in the gut to me from NYU, my alma mater, and I do hope that it has consequences and reverberations. Believe me, I do. 
and, and a real reckoning and thinking about who we select to be and what kind of propaganda is out there. But I pray, I pray for the safety and well-being of Israel. I'm an American. I love this country. This is my homeland. But I'm a Jew. And Jewish people know the story of the Jewish people is a Jewish people who wander, who are in exile, who had no home to shelter them when the world, the civilized European world, led by Germany, before England and the United States gathered together to conquer them. Civilized European world of Germany gathered them together in concentration camps to exterminate them with the aid and assistance of many people across Eastern Europe and across Western Europe too that gave them up, that rounded them up, that voluntarily saw them into the camps. So if anybody is a study, a student of history, and particularly of Jewish history, they know that the greatest failure of the survival of the Jewish people was that they had no place to go to. When America said, I'm sorry, we're full up. When Canada and all the rest of the world said, I'm sorry, we're full up. The Jews had to go back and die in the concentration camps. So in 1948, the tiny, tiny little state of Israel was birthed, which is a miracle in and of itself. And in order for the Jewish people to feel like they are not merely wandering, they must have a place to go. And that place has to be safe. Now, the fact that Israel has, as a society, given birth to extraordinary accomplishments, medical breakthroughs, Nobel Prizes, technology you can't believe, is, is a tribute, a tribute to the tenacity and intelligence and the system that underlies Israel itself. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Tell me a place that is. But I am reeling now from not just the false equivalency of we feel sorry for both sides, but the elevation of terrorism as a legitimate way to achieve political ends. It's not acceptable. I'm Lisa Wexler. This is Behind the Wheel. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.